Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Okay, this morning, I would like to give you the encouraging message, and let us pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, that you love us, and you give us spiritual food. Come out from the oven of heaven, and we want today the steak, Lord, also a good food from heaven, Lord, good Filipino food from heaven. (laughs) Lord, we need your food, Lord, from heaven, and you can feed all kinds of international people here from heaven, Father. We thank you so much in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Sometimes we look at our own life and we don't see how we're going to get to the destiny that God has given to us. I give you an example. When I was a young doctor, I have a dream that I was able to go to America in Thailand at that time, that get the American Board of Neurosurgery. And I want to be trained in a very prestigious university in America. At that time, a lot of young people wanted to come to America. But by the time I finished the medical school, the Vietnam War broke out. And then Americans start to close the country for the Asians to come in. And not only that, when I finished the training to become a neurosurgeon, all the young people from Vietnam came to America, and they all went to medical school, done. I tried to apply the jobs here to be trained here. All of my letters were torn and dumped into the garbage can. So my dream seemed impossible. I did not have any connection in America. I did not have any resources and experiences enough. My English was so broken at that time because I grew up in Thailand. When I, I remember when I first came to America, I talked to a patient in the emergency room, and I want to tell him, close your eyes. And I say this way, cross your eyes. <laughs> and my doctor's friend say, no, not cross your eyes, close your eyes. I say, okay, okay. <laughs> my accent was very bad at that time. I don't even have enough finances to fly here. Some of you are still young and you want to go to college. And you say, my mom and my dad are not very rich. I don't have any finances. I try to apply for the um, scholarship, but the application was denied. How am I going to fulfill my dream? I don't have a fund. My circumstances look impossible in the natural. I will never get well. The medical reports say that my sickness is incurable. I'm going to die soon. I have a problem in my life. I have been in addiction for a long time. I don't see that I can get out from this addiction. I don't see the victory in front of me. But I want to tell you the good news. God has a good break for you. Our God is a miracle-working God. Our God can touch you with His favor. Just one touch of His favor is going to propel you to the next level and you're going to get to you the next level of your destiny, higher and higher until you can get to where God wants you to be. One good break that comes from the Lord can push us to meet the right person at the right time. Maybe one email, 
maybe one phone call, maybe one contract or one healing would switch your life around and turn you to the next level because of his one touch on your life. That's what happened to me. I came to America and I did not have any paperwork. I could not speak English very well, but I pray God, I need your touch of favor. And when I came, what happened? My brother-in-law decided to take me to the office at University of Washington to meet the professor and chairman of neurosurgery. I did not have any paper. I could not speak English very well. And normally, you, if you show up without appointment, no way, Jose, you're going to meet the guy. He is a big guy, big kahuna at University of Washington. I walk into the office and I say, can I meet Dr. Richard Wynn, the professor and chairman? He was sitting in there. And the, the secretary walked in and said, this is a kind of Thai man. He spoke broken English. He wanted to meet you. He said, come in. So I sat there. I could not speak much, but my brother-in-law spoke for me. And he said, my brother-in-law wanted to be trained here. He looked at my eyes. Uh, who are you? Uh, I'm a neurosurgeon from Thailand. Do you have any paperwork, any letter of recommendation? No, I don't have any evidence that I'm a doctor. Uh, do you have letter of recommendation? No. Okay. Oh, why don't you come this evening to our conference, our x-ray conference? So I show up. I sat there. I didn't understand what they're talking about that much. <laughs> and a couple of days later, his manager called me up and said, you got a job. Wow. Just send your paperwork from Thailand. Wow. That is one touch of God's favor. Amen. Did I deserve it? No, I did not deserve it. We just need the touch of God. We just need the favor of God in our life. And all of you can be a candidate for that touch that will propel you to the next level. Amen. Many years ago, I know that God touched me with his favor because I was sitting and reading the book to get to the examination. I was not a Christian yet, but God knows that I'm going to become a pastor one day. And he knows that he needs to prepare a pastor wife for the church. So I looked up and I saw a woman walk by my house. Her name is Dararat. And I look at her. Ooh. And a long story short, I got married and she was a very devout Catholic. So she tried to take me to church and eventually we both got saved and we become a Christian, and we started a church in Seattle. God prepared the right woman for me because He wants to fulfill His purpose. Amen? Amen. So you may face so many problems that seem impossible. Some of you may have difficulty with sleeping, insomnia. Some of you have been depressed. Some of you may have some kind of curses in your life, some chronic sickness that come from generation to generation. Can God bring a breakthrough and stop that? Yes, God can. Just one touch of His hand. You don't have a lot of touch. Just one touch of His hand. But how can we receive that touch? What is the principle? How we can be a candidate to receive the touch of God's favor in our life? Let me read Proverbs chapter 3, verse 34. The Bible says, Though He scoffs at the scoffers and scorns the scorners, yet He gives his undeserved favor to the low in rank, the humble, and the afflicted. 
Let me read another one and I conclude for you. What is the key to receive the touch of favor from God to push you to the next level and to get you to the finish line? Psalm 35 to 7. For His anger is but for a moment, but His favor is for a lifetime. Or in His favor is life. I like that one more. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. You may be facing a nightmare right now, but the morning is coming. Amen. As for me, in my prosperity, I said, I shall never be moved by your favor. Everyone say, by God's favor. Oh Lord, you have established me as a strong mountain. You hit your face and I was troubled. That's why I love the presence of God. I want God to shine His face on me. I want Him to look at me and His presence to come on me. I will love the presence of God. From this scripture, we can see that the key to receive the favor from God is to walk by faith and be humble. As you walk by faith, you believe in God. You believe in His promise. And when He says something, you obey Him. You do what He says. Faith without action is dead. So when you really have faith, you take action. And when you have faith, you take action. And you humble yourself. What happened? God looked from heaven and He's going to do something for you. He's going to bring you a good break. One touch of His favor so that you can reach to your destiny. That touch may bring the Good break to your family life. Good break to your finances, to your health, to your ministry, to your relationship. Some of you may be a single right now. And one touch of God's favor, it can bring you to meet the right person at the right time, at the right place. Amen. (laughs) I have a member in my church. She's a very faithful woman. And I think when she was already 45 years old or something like that, she in that age, 45 years old, suddenly one touch of God's favor came. A man came to the church. I like her and married her at 45 years old. Amen. He, he was younger than her a little bit. Anything can happen. Anything can happen if God really touched you with his favor. Amen. But what we need to do, we need to keep our heart right. Stay humble, depending on God, and have faith and declaring that God is going to move on my behalf. God is going to do miracles for me. God is going to open the doors for me. He is a way maker. He's a promise keeper. He's a miracle worker. He is the God of miracles. He can perform miracles for me. He can open the door for me that no man can shut. If he... Pave a way for me. I walk through that way. I'm going to see my breakthrough in my life. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 say, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly. In other words, super abundant, more than enough. Above all that we ask or think. According to the power that works in us. Can God do something exceedingly, abundantly? More than what you can imagine? Yes. yes, he can. Amen. I read from NLT. Now, all the glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or 
think. Our God is so big, so powerful. Nothing is impossible with you. He can do great things. He can give you favor, open the door for you. He can lead you to the right place. He can bring people to you at the right moment to give you promotion, to give you a nice job, to help you to meet the right people. One touch of His favor, one touch of His hand upon your life. I remember that I was. Serving as pastor for a long time, my church was very dry, and no one gets saved that much, no miracle that much. Then I start to cry out to God, God, I need the touch of Your favor. I want to see the breakthrough of this ministry that You call me to do. And God did. God said to me, Go to Portland, Oregon. Go to that meeting, and you're gonna see a big difference. So I went there. And I got touched by the fire of God the first time in my life. The fire of God touched me. I fell under the power, laughed in the Holy Ghost. The first time I got drunk for half an hour on the floor, I could not get up. After that, my ministry turned around. God began to send me back to Thailand. I met 20 people, and then 50, and then 100. And last meeting in January, I met 3,200 people in the meeting, and a lot of people got saved. And then I flew to. Cambodia and a lot of people got saved. God turned my ministry around by just that one touch that day in Portland, Oregon. You see, God can do anything in your life. Look at Apostle Paul. One touch of God's hand. One touch of the fire. One touch of the favor of God. Paul, from being the persecutor of the church, he became the great apostle who wrote the Bible, many many epistles, and he is one of my favorite leader in the Bible. Look at what happened to him in Acts chapter nine, verses three to eight. As he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly, everyone says suddenly. I like that. Suddenly, a touch come. Amen. Suddenly, a light shone around him from heaven. Then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? Then the Lord said, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the goats. You notice one thing he said, you persecuting me. Did he persecute Jesus? No. He persecuted the church. So if you love Jesus... You love the church because Jesus identified himself with the church. If you love the church, you build the church, you bless the church. He take it personal. He say to you, oh, you bless me. You help me because he identified himself with the local church. Christians who love Jesus will love the church because the church is the body of Jesus Christ. You will treat the church very well. And that he will take it personal. You treat me well, I'm going to treat you well. Amen. So the Lord said, and then he, trembling and astonished, and said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Then the Lord said to him, Arise and go into the city. You will be told what you must do. And the men who journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice but seeing no one. Then Saul arose from the ground, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no one. But they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And there he met a man named Ananias, and he got filled with the Holy Spirit, and then he became an apostle. One touch of God's favor upon his life. Turn him around. Look at another one. Moses. You remember Moses? Moses killed the Egyptian soldier. Moses was chased out of Egypt. He ran away. He tried to save his life and he became a shepherd. Walking around with the shepherd rod and just taking care of the sheep of his father-in-law. And he 
Look like no hope. He just live in the desert land, in the mountain land, and no future. But one day, up on the mountain, God shows up at that fire burning bush, and the Lord touch him. The Lord say, "I'm gonna use you to be the deliverer of my people in Egypt. They cry out to me for many years. So now you are the deliverer." And Moses say, "I could not do this. I'm not a man of good talk." But you see. One touch of that fire, one touch of the presence. God anointed him at that moment, and he became a history maker. He took the Egypt, uh, the Israelites out of Egypt, and performed miracles after miracles. Who did that through him? God. Who touched him? Is that one touch that turned his history to be another way? Is that right? So if God could do it to Moses, to Apostle Paul. Do you think God is a respecter of people? God is not respecter of people. God can do it for you too. Amen. Amen. You need to believe that God loves you and God wants to do with you, maybe in another direction or another calling or whatever. But God can give you one touch. But it's important that you need to believe that He is that kind of God. You need to believe that He loves you. You need to believe. That he can do that for you, and he's willing to touch your life and push you up to the next level. And you remember this: sometimes people may come against you, sometimes people may try to destroy you, but no one that come against you can overcome you, Amen. because God is on your side. Amen. If you choose God, He is on your side. No one in the world can stop the plan of God in your life. Cannot stop you from reaching your destiny. Isaiah 41 verse 10. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Don't be afraid. Everyone say, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. God is with me. God is on my side. I faced so many, many obstacles, and people tried to stop me from serving, and a lot of things happened. But I noticed every time I have a victory. God gave me victory every time. I remember one time I operated on a, a gentleman on the labor industry, but he is a older gentleman, not very healthy. He has a lot of heart problem, all the problem. After I operate on him, next morning he got a stroke, which is not my fault because he is not healthy man. After he got a stroke, he tried to sue me, and his lawyer even sent me a letter. You need to surrender because we're going to take your house. We want to get from you ten million dollars. When I read the letter, wow, this is not fun. Somebody want to sue me and get my money. I did not do anything wrong. My surgery went well, and I pray to God. If somebody come against me, you will fight for me, and no one can destroy me. I did not do anything wrong. And I went to see my lawyer and talk, and they prepare me to get to court to fight in the battle. It's not fun, I tell you, not fun to go to court. But about two weeks before the court date, I got a phone call at 8 a.m. in the morning. Normally, I don't pick up the phone call which the number I don't know. I don't usually pick up. I let them leave the message. But when I look at the number, God told me, "You pick it up." So I obey the Holy Spirit. I click, pick it up. Hello, 
this is Mr. So and So. I'm your lawyer. Oh, hi. Good morning. I want to tell you the good news. He back off. He back off from suing you. I was smiling and happy. God, give me favor. My enemy cannot destroy me. Joshua chapter one verse five. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. For I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. My brother and sister, how many people of you believe that God is on your side? Amen. How many people believe that if God showed grace to you by sending Jesus to die for you, today He still have the same grace for you? How many people believe? How many people believe that He has power, supernatural power? How many people believe that He can give you a good break, a breakthrough, a victory? You believe? You believe that our God is a miracle-working God? You believe? Do you confess with your mouth? Why don't we speak together? My God is on my side. He's a miracle-working God. He's a way maker. He's a promise keeper. He's a miracle worker. One touch of His love, His grace, His favor will push me to the next level. Higher in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, in the presence of God, when you have faith and you walk in the presence of God, that is the place of power and that is the place of peace. Listen carefully. Present three P. Presence, peace, and power come together. So the key is you believe. You walk with Him. You are hungry for His presence. You humble yourself. And when you walk like that, I find this secret many years ago, how to walk with God. I just live in the presence of God. I, have, I depend on His power. And I believe that He is for me, not against me. And I believe in His promise. And when I walk with Him every day, I have peace. Because I trust Him. I know that He can do things that I cannot do. He can open the door that I cannot open. And my job is to just... Step by step, following Jesus, day by day. Today we call being led by the Holy Spirit. Please go to the YouTube and type in New Hope and the sermon series called Spirit Led Living. About 25 sermon. In detail, my style is to teach any subject in detail. I think maybe because I'm a doctor, so everything we do very detailed. To open the skull, detail. Shift the brain, everything step by step. If I make one wrong step of my surgery, the patient can die. So maybe that's my background. Very clear, detailed, step by step. So please go listen. I will lead you step by step in his teaching. So this is the way you walk with God. You are in his presence. You have fellowship with him. You walk with him by faith and in humility. And he leads you step by step. And trust Him. And you don't try to use your own strength, your own ability to make things happen. Okay? If you try to make things happen, it's going to be like Abraham sleeping with Hagar. 
and then you're gonna produce the work of the flesh, and then headache come on later on, because the two women fighting each other in the house. So you walk step by step at the right timing. Don't get frustrated. You don't see the result yet. You just trust God. Walk with the Holy Spirit step by step, without frustration, but with peace. God in your presence, in your power. I have peace. I know you're gonna open the door for me that no one can shut. You're gonna open the door for me that I don't need to open myself. I just follow you, and when the Lord say turn right, I turn right, and the door open, I walk in. I don't need to walk like this and try to open the door myself. But when you get in there, you get into trouble. So you just follow him day by day, and he opened the door. He say turn right. Five degree. I turn right. Oh, the door open. I walk in. And he said, turn left. Five degree. Turn left. The door open. I walk in. I just follow him day by day in peace and power. And the blessing that he prepared for me gonna come on my lap. The blessing will find me. He knows my address. He knows that I live at one three eight five one, not his first place. He know my phone number. I don't need to tell him. So the blessing gonna find me and overtake me Amen. and come upon me, and I don't need to do anything. Oh, oh, on my lap here, I don't need to get frustrated. I don't need to get worry, get loose sleep, and worry and upset with my wife, my pastor, whoever. I just relax. And be joyful and follow God step by step, and He's gonna bring me the right thing at His perfect timing. Amen. Don't pursue too soon. If it's not the right timing, don't get it. Just be calm. Follow the Holy Spirit. This is the way I live my life. That's why I'm so happy all the time. I never get frustrated. I never get worried because I know God gonna lead me. One touch, come here. Another touch, come here. Another touch, come here. Touch one touch at a time. Everyone say, "I have one touch, have one touch of, God's favor, of God's favor away from my success." Just one touch, amen. Romans chapter eight verse twenty-eight, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose for them, amen. God will work together everything for you. Don't worry. Don't get frustrated. Just have faith. Walk in the presence of God. Walk by the Spirit, in peace and in faith. And speak it every day. Speak it, the word of faith, to yourself. God, take care of me. He has favor for me. Amen. Release your faith every day, and you're going to see some new things in your life. And then you're going to be healed. I went to Japan many years ago for mission trip because a Japanese church wanted me to help them. They lost the pastor, so I have to fly there for two or three years. And I know I got attacked. One day in Japan, I woke up and suddenly I have rash on my body. At that time, I didn't understand much. I look at my body; why rash come up everywhere? And then it burst out to be severe skin problem, painful to the point that I have to take prednisone. You know, prednisone steroid. About 20 to 30 milligram every day. My face puff up. It's just terrible because if I stop taking prednisone, 
it puffs up again, and I'm a surgeon. So if I perform surgery with my hand hurt, it's so hard. So I sometimes I have tears in my eyes when I perform surgery because it's so painful. So I just keep praying, God, by the stripe of Jesus Christ. Every morning I woke up by the stripe of Jesus Christ, I am healed. I was healed. So I keep on my faith. I stand on my faith. God was testing my faith. God want me to experience the touch of favor myself. So I just keep having my faith. I stand in faith, and I never complain against God. I never complain against even the Japanese people. I just keep my heart right, humble, and keep saying, "One touch of your favor, I shall be healed." You know what happened? This is a miracle. I woke up one morning, gone. Hey, one night, gone. After four years of taking prednisone, the doctor could not help me. Only God can help me. Not only that, God gave me bonus too. God gave me bonus. After all this, the eczema gone from my hand and my back. Oh, at that time, everywhere, my back, my front, my gear, everywhere. I grew up since I was a young boy with eczema on my elbow here, with scratch here, itching, and my neck. Because generational curses in my family is eczema. My dad has it. My mom has it. So when I woke up that morning, not only the new problem in my hands gone, this is gone too. Overnight, my skin looked like a baby, like a five years old kid. So good now, still like five years old. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Isaiah forty-three. Verse 19, I will wrap up. For I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. God wants to do something new in your life. New health, new job, new relationship. God is about to do something by His favor and His grace. Psalm 138, verse 8: The Lord will work out His plan for my life. For Your faithful love, O Lord, endures forever. Don't abandon me, for You make me. God want to work out His plan in your life. Your job is to have faith, walk with the Spirit, walk in obedience, and trust Him and humble yourself to depend on Him. Is that the way that the people in the Bible walked? Look at Ruth. I one of the story in the Bible is Ruth. Oh, really touched my heart. Think about this lady. She married a Jewish man and lived with the mother-in-law in her country. Suddenly, the husband died. The other man, the brother of her husband, died too. Two women, Ruth and Opa, and the mother-in-law Naomi say. You know, I'm gonna go back home. I cannot live here anymore. Your guy, go ahead, move, go on. You need to find a new husband. I cannot have a baby soon enough to marry you. So, go on. Opa say, thank you. I'm gonna find a new husband. Walk away. And we don't know what happened to Opa. But Ruth say, you are my mom. I'm not gonna desert you. You're old already. You cannot have any work. You cannot work for yourself. Somebody need to take care of you. She walk in love. She said, "I'm gonna follow you to Bethlehem. I'm gonna serve you and take care of you for the rest of my life." Wow! 
She is a godly woman, and she said this sentence in the Bible: "Your God is my God." She has faith in Jehovah, and when she moved back, she had to crawl on the ground to pick up some grains to put in the bag and go home to cook for her mother-in-law. She did that for a while, and God looked from heaven. This lady so humble. She crawled on the ground to pick up grain for her mother-in-law. She is love. She loved her mother-in-law. She is a faithful woman, and she believed in me, in Jehovah. God looked from heaven and say, "I could not stand anymore. I'm going to give you one touch of my favor." Suddenly, a man showed up, an owner of the field, rich man, showed up, and then asked the worker, "Who is that lady?" Oh, her name is Ruth. She take care of her mother-in-law. He looked at her, and the Lord spoke to his heart, "Marry her." In one touch, one night, she turned from being a poor lady picking up grain from the ground to be the wife of the one of the richest man in the city, and she become the owner of that field. Whose grace is that? Whose favor? A young woman named Mary, she planned to marry Joseph, but she was a faithful and very loving woman. Suddenly, God said to her, "Highly favored woman, you're gonna pregnant the Savior." Everyone say, "Highly favored." Highly favored. One touch of God's favor. A man. <laughs> I remember on Wednesday I performed surgery. The nurse who give me equipment for surgery say, "Little man, can you move back a little bit? We are close." So he teased me that I'm a little man. All American people are big. When I perform surgery, I have to stand on the two steps because everyone taller than me. So he said, "Little man, move away. We're gonna move the table." So everyone laughed because he teased me that I'm a little man. Then you know what I answer him? Everyone laughed because most of them they are Christians. I say. You know, King David also was not big. <laughs> King David, as a boy, not very big and handsome. He was a shepherd on the field. One touch of God's favor. The prophet say, "I did not pick up all this handsome man. Anybody else?" Out on the field, you you have more son. The father say, "Oh, I have one son. He didn't deserve this." <laughs> David, Jesse say, "No, no, not not David for sure to be the king." But the prophet say, "Bring him in. This guy gonna be the king Amen. of Israel." One touch of God's favor, he changed from the shepherd to be the king of the country. Amen. How many people think that you need that touch? Yeah. Thank Jesus. He died for you. He shed his blood for you. He took all the curses on him, so that you are the candidate to receive the touch of God's favor by faith. All through Jesus Christ, I pray for all of you that God will move His hand on your behalf after this Sunday. God gonna do something, either in your health. In your finances, in your relationship, your marriage, your parenting, your ministry, your job, anything, 
God gonna touch certain part of your life and bless you and move you to the next level, and you're gonna say, "Wow, God is good. His love and mercies endures forever." I'll taste and see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Are you excited about that? Yeah. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Anyone in this room don't know Jesus Christ, I want to encourage you to become a child of the living God. The fact is, we are all sinners by nature. And that's why you look around in the world. People got into trouble because of sins. And Pastor Da, we talk about coronavirus. And I believe that this coronavirus come from the devil. Because a lot of people sin in that country. And because they sin, they open the door for the devil to destroy them. So coronavirus came into that country and destroyed people. But we are the people of God. We are under protection. Everyone put your hand this way. I have the wing of God on my life. Coronavirus cannot touch me. In Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> we have special protection. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So we need to come to God and receive His blessing. And come out from all these problems from sin. You need to repent of your sin. You need to believe that Jesus Christ died for you, saved you. Don't try to save yourself; it's impossible. Amen. If you have a brain tumor, I believe you don't cut on your own skull and open your own skull. You need a doctor, is that right? The same thing. We need the doctor. His name is Jesus. We need him to help us in the area that we cannot fix it ourselves. We need Him to fix our life for us, Amen. So, if you want to do that, very simple: believe in your heart that Jesus is your God and your Savior. He died for you. He took the sickness from your life. He took the poverty on Him. He took the curses on His body. He gives you righteousness, peace, and joy, and abundant life. You just do it by faith. Invite Him to come in, and you will never be the same. That's what happened to me in 1981. When I received Jesus in my life, my life has been in a great journey with Him. Amen. Amen. Let's pray together, Father. Father I, admit, Lord, I admit, Lord, I have the sinful nature, have sinful nature of, Adam. of Adam. I have made mistakes. I, made mistakes. I, repent, of I repent of my sin. Please forgive me, Father. Forgive me, you, are the God. you are the gracious God. You shall forgive me. And you sent Jesus Christ, your son, to die on the cross, to shed his blood, to pay for my sin. He took my sicknesses. He took my curses. He took my death. My sin. Penalty of sin. On his body. So that I can be blessed. I can have victory. I can have divine health. I can have prosperity. Victory. Success. Through Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus, 
Come into my life. I declare, you are my God, my Savior. You were raised from the dead on the third day. From today on, I have confidence that my name is recorded in the book of life of the Lamb. And one day, I will live forever in heaven. But on this earth, you shall protect me. You shall bless me. Guide me. Give me your favor. Shower your goodness on me. And my life will never be the same. And I will live a life That glorifies your name. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty. Oh, t-